Lord, we are gathered here this evening to look into your word and to make our requests known. And we pray that you will come among us, that you will illuminate us, you will encourage us. Lord, we pray at the end of our worship that you will receive the honor and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 of Jonah, the book of Jonah, chapter 2, Jonah chapter 2, Daniel, Hosea, Obadiah, Jonah, then Jonah prayed, this is the title that I'm using this evening. Then Jonah prayed. Jonah 2 and verse 1. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly. So our thought for the evening. Simple phrase. Then Jonah prayed. Isn't it sad? when one only finds reason to pray when they are in a crisis or in desperation. Jonah 2, one says, then Jonah prayed. And you know the word then implies that certain events took place before. That's why you have the word then. Something happened before. And you and I, you and I know those events that took place before Jonah prayed. After three days and three nights in the belly of the fish, Jonah prayed. Jonah thought that he would have died. But God in his mercy kept Jonah alive to teach us all a lesson. You know, when people feel they're going to die, they pray. Do not wait until God bring a crisis in your life to pray. Back in chapter 1, all of the sailors on, on board were praying. But Jonah was sleeping. It's a picture of the church, the ship. The sailors were praying, but the man of God was asleep. Jonah was in rebellion against God. How could Jonah sleep in such turbulence? That's a good question. And Jonah had the gall to say, I am a Hebrew. I believe in the God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land. And the sea was in turbulence. And he believed that God made the sea. But he wasn't praying that God would control the sea. Think of it. It's a historical story. God sent Jonah to Nineveh. But he went to Joppa and caught a ship 
going in the opposite direction. The Bible said he paid the fare, and oh, how he paid. And this is what happened when you go against God. You pay the fear. Sometimes the wages of sin is death. And this is what rebellion is. It is going away from God. Now you know Nineveh geographically was the capital city of Assyria. And Assyria was Israel's enemy. And Jonah felt that the Ninevites were unworthy of grace. They were Israel's chief nemesis in that day. And the prophet Jonah shirked his responsibility to go to them with the message of God. And at times professing Christians go astray from God. And at times the Lord uses the very heathen that we are running with to bring us to our senses. It was the men on board that brought Jonah to his senses. Jonah was forced to declare his hand. They asked him, who are you? And as I said, Jonah had the gall to say, I'm a Hebrew. In other words, you know, God's covenant people were Hebrews. He was forced to declare his hand on board the ship. And he was asked to identify himself. Do people have to ask you to identify yourself? Or do they know who you are? Maybe, maybe you were you were the wrong crowd. Here in chapter 2, we find Jonah in repentance. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly. Now take note of this. Jonah prayed to the Lord, Yahweh, the covenant-keeping Lord. And the text called the Lord his God. Isn't that interesting? Now many skeptics, as you know, do not believe the historical account of Jonah. They say this could not happen, that this fish swallowed Jonah and he was in the fish's belly for three days and three nights. Well, Jesus believed this account because he referred to it in Matthew 11. As a matter of fact, he referred to it more than once. He referred to Jonah being three days and three nights in the bottom of the sea. And he said it was a picture of he himself going to hell. In fact, Jesus' prayer was like Jonah's prayer when you read the Psalms. Why did Jonah pray? And what is the tenor of this prayer? Well, you can learn from it. Jonah's prayer was born out of affliction. It was born out of affliction. Look at verse 2. He said, I cried by reason of my affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me out of the belly of hell, cried I, and thou heardest my voice. It doesn't, it doesn't, it, 
doesn't make a difference where you are. You can pray from there. Whatever circumstance you are in. You can pray from right there. You don't have to come to church. But you should come to church if you're a Christian. Jonah cried because of his affliction. Out of the belly of hell. Shield is a figure of speech for hell. The Lord knows how to get our attention. I, I do not think that many of us pray when we are flying high. God must bring us low. When Saul of Tarsus was in his lost state, he was flying high. He forgot God. And when he was brought low, We are told that the Lord said to Ananias, go to the street that is called Straight and ask for Saul, for he's praying. I wonder who Saul was praying to. He was persecuting Christians. Nevertheless, when he was brought down, he was praying. And sometimes the Lord casts us into the deep waters of affliction. Sometimes he puts his children on their backs. Hebrews 12, 8 says, God deal with his children as with sons. And if we are disobedient and rebellious and there is no chastening, we may not be converted people at all. God's name is at stake. David said, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I obey thy word. To go astray is to go our own way. All we like sheep have gone astray. Everyone has gone their own way. That's what it means to go astray. And some people have a pattern of going astray and without any check. And it's, 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 it's not a good sign. So Jonah's prayer was born out of affliction. He said, and he heard me out of the belly of hell I cried, and thou heardest my voice. It was a prayer of repentance. That's what it was. Jonah was commissioned to go to Nineveh, but he went on a grand tour. You know, and some people are like this in the church. They are committed. Or they are commissioned to be committed. And they're going on their grand tours. If God don't check them, they may not be Christians. God put, put his hook in his mouth. Verse 3, for thou hadst cast me into the deep, in the midst of the seas, and the floods compassed me about. All thy billows and thy waves pass over me. Now, these words are figure of speech, even though they were real, because if Jonah was in the fish belly, in the submarine, the waves didn't go over him. The waves went over the... the, 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 the the whale or whatever it was. 
But these are also messianic words. And you see how God used Jonah in this situation to make predictions of the coming Savior. The Lord cried these words when he was undertaking our sins in Psalm 42, 7. Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts. All thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. This was a cry of Messiah in this prophecy. So the first thing we see is that Jonah's prayer was born out of affliction. God gave Jonah a glimpse of hell. He made several references of hell. And today hell won't scare anybody, you know. Hell don't scare people. Hell don't even scare children. They feel it is a figment of our imagination. But the Bible speaks of hell more than it speaks of heaven. We use many synonyms to describe hell. Second, Jonah's prayer was biblically ordered. His prayer was bib biblically ordered. It was biblical. And we often say that when we pray, we should be biblical in praying. Jonah did not throw caution to the wind. He knew the scriptures. And he prayed the scriptures back to God. And we can learn. And we often say the reason why some of us can't pray is we ain't reading the Bible. What are we doing? What are we reading? Verse 4, Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight. Yet I will look again toward thy holy temple. Jonah knew the Bible. About six times Jonah quoted from the Bible in his prayer. Maybe he considered Psalm 51, verse 6, where David cried, Cast me not away from thy presence. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Jonah remembered God's promise, 2 Chronicles 6, when Solomon was dedicating the temple. And he, and, and, and he prayed and says that if your people are driven away by their sin, hearken therefore unto the supplication of thy servant and of thy people Israel, which they shall make toward this place. Hear thou from thy dwelling place, even from heaven. And when thou hearest, forgive. It's a promise. Jonah looked toward the temple. It is just like Daniel. Open up his windows toward the temple. And pray. His prayers are biblical. He said, I will look again toward your holy temple. You can only look again someplace that you have looked before. The temple is holy not because of its stained glass windows. The temple is holy because of who inhabits the temple. And I wish some of us would treat the church that way. You know, we come and how we, how we sit. 
in this place. You want to see you look again towards the temple. There's only one place to look when we are when we are in affliction. We look up. Jonah's prayer was biblically ordered. He did not simply throw caution to the wind. If you look at it carefully, read it thoroughly, you would see that what I'm saying is true. Verses 5 and 6 goes on. The waters compass me about, even to the soul. The depth clothes me round about. The weeds were wrapped about my head. Jonah is experiencing hell. These are synonyms. I went down to the bottoms of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about me forever. Yet hast thou brought up my life from corruption, O Lord, my God. I tell you, this is a prayer of repentance. It was biblically ordered. They were messianic in nature. Reading Lamentations. Waters flowed over mine head. Then I said, I am cut off. I call upon thy name, O Lord, out of the low dungeon. This again is a messianic prophecy by Jeremiah, Lamentations 3, 54 and 55, if you want to look it up. And then we read in verse 7. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came unto thee, into thy holy temple. Now this is the second reference Jonah made to the temple of God. He's remembering the temple. The same temple Jonah was <laughs> fleeing from is the same temple he was brought again in his mind. The Lord is in his holy temple. His eyelids try the children of men. Yes, the prayer of the backslidden in our church should be to look again towards the temple. People got all kinds of excuses. And the bottom line is people do not like the gospel. If they can run from it. You know, you see all kinds of faces when you're up there in us preaching. You see all the resistance in faces. It's terrible. But you see it. People are here, but some people don't want to be here. I don't know why. Jonah keeps saying, yet I will turn again to the temple. It's the place where God dwells, where his word is brought. The prayer of a repentant soul. So Jonah, his prayer was born out of affliction. His prayer was biblically based or biblically ordered. He made several references to scriptures. But in our last observation, we see Jonah's prayer brought honor to his God. It brought honor to God. 
verses 8 through 10. That's the last two verses that we will consider. His prayer brought honor to his God. Verse 8 says, They that observe blind vanities forsake their own mercy. Jonah is referring to himself. He observed blind vanities. But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. You see, Jonah paid his fare on the ship, but he did not pay his wages to God. And here he says, I will pay what I owe. And what we owe God is our lives. I will pay my vows. I will pay God on Jonah. Jonah didn't own himself. He thought so when he was paying his fare. You know, when we got $2 in our pocket, we think we can do what we want. When we get a job, we worship that job. Jonah and his prayer brought honor to his God. He says, but I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanks. I will pay that, that I have vowed. Jonah failed to pay his vows as a prophet. A prophet doesn't have reservations. He doesn't have reservations where to serve or who to serve. A Christian. Jonah came to know this and said, I will pay that that I have found. Salvation is of the Lord. He's honoring God with his prayer by this word that he said. And the Lord spake, verse 10, unto the fish. If it wasn't honoring to God, Jonah would have stayed in the fish's belly. And it vomited out Jonah upon dry land. You, you can imagine how Jonah had looked. If you ever see a fish vomit, if you know anything about the sea, just imagine how Jonah had looked. He was the gory, stinking mess. And that's how Christ looked on the cross. A gory sight to behold, dripping with blood standing in front of us. And Jonah had to go to Nineveh like that. To show the Ninevites that God had dealt with him. But how sad it is that the creatures of the sea can obey God and the creatures in the church would not. God spoke to the fish and the fish vomited Jonah out on the, on the shore, not in the ocean, on the shore. Calling that was the first amphibious landing. 
God, you thought that the United States Marines landed or, or, or come up with the idea of an amphibious landing. God did it to Jonah and dispatch him. Jonah's prayer brought honor to his God because the prophet Jonah came to repentance. And this is the only way that you and I can honor the Lord by coming to a place of repentance. Notice as we spill over into Jonah chapter 3, I will just read the first three verses in closing. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, Preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose and went unto Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. What a difference, brethren. The word came to Jonah the second time. And you and I should be grateful that God is a God of second chance. But the word of the God, as the word of God, I notice that I'm very tongue-tied tonight. You think that that trip to Africa will affect you? It does. The mere thought of it, it affects you. But we're thankful that our God is a God of second chance. But even though he is, his word does not change. You ever notice that? God is not going to change his message. He said the same thing to Jonah. Go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. Didn't change. Chances are what we say today, we will say tomorrow. What I say to some of us today, I must keep saying until Jonah 3, verse 3, becomes a reality. So, Jonah arose and went unto Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. This is why God disciplines his people. Jonah's Nineveh was a historical place. Your Nineveh and my Nineveh may be obeying God in doing what his will declares. You and I know full well if we can do better in our commitment to the Lord, you and I know how much more we can do. Then Jonah prayed. His prayer was born out of adversity and affliction. God brought Jonah low. His prayer was biblically based. He looked to the scriptures. He knew the consequence of his actions. He had a taste of hell. Jonah's prayer, the last heading, brought honor to God, to his God. And you should pray like Jonah. You should be biblical in your prayer and not simply draw caution. 
little way. And you should honor the Lord Jesus as we see with Jonah. I'm going to stop here this evening. Um, I know you probably wish that I would go on another five minutes, but I understand that there's, uh, there's some refreshments in the back. Please don't make a mad dash for the door, as some of you do. Please join us, and I would like to pray before I go with the men here that I can say that I was officially sent away. But don't let the Word of God deprive you of anything this evening. Let's, let's pray. Our Father, we pray you will bless your Word. And you will bless our season of prayer this evening and that you will help us in our endeavor to serve you just help us not to be like Jonah to experience crisis before we can cry to you we pray in Jesus name amen